Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Hello and welcome to Headliner Radio, where we are joined by Etta Marcus, who has uh, recently released her debut EP, View from the Bridge, uh, which was released on January 21st. Etta, thanks so much for joining us today. How are you and uh, whereabouts are you joining us from? Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, I am currently in Brixton uh, in my family home. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, well, c- congratulations on the release of the EP. Um, how, how does it feel to to finally have uh, this EP, this collection of songs out there in the world for people to hear? Um, a big weight off my shoulders, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I mean, how long... How long have you had these these songs? Is this something that was kind of you know written way back, and has and the release has been sort of you know impacted in any way by the pandemic? You know, I know that that you know had a huge impact on release dates and things like that. Um, or is this something that's kind of would would naturally have come out at this point anyway, and hasn't really been too too impacted by you know all the the, the chaos that we've we've been experiencing this last couple of years? Yeah, sure. I mean, fortunately, I haven't really been affected much in terms of release dates for this EP um because of the crazy stuff um but uh I think it's a funny question because I guess I could say that it's been brewing since like school do you know what I mean I think I didn't really know this is like what I was gonna do 100% I wasn't Mm. confident enough and so I kept writing and writing um and it only really felt like oh this is an EP I think really in about hmm 2020 uh like oh no even 2021 like January of 2021 Mm. I'd sort of been like actually I met Josh who who uh did the whole EP who produced the whole EP with me um in September of 2020 and that's sort of like when I felt like things are coming into going into place and and yeah but I feel like um it didn't feel like the EP was there until about January where I was like okay this is yeah a body of work now (laughs) okay that's interesting I mean it'd be great if we could if we could sort of go back a little bit to to the point that you first started not just developing a passion for for music as a as a fan and as a listener but but you know writing music and and becoming uh, musically creative can you tell us a little bit about how you how and and when you first started you know embarking on on songwriting I guess um so I guess songwriting came later than actual the sort of infatuation with music. I think I'd always been curious with with music and understanding it and knowing what I was listening to from a very young age. Um, like even in nursery, like I was singing the nursery rhymes way more seriously than anyone else <laughs> um, and sort of didn't really know why, but I just knew that this was something important to me. Um, and then it wasn't until primary school where I joined the choir, like the sort of usual music route in British schools, I guess, um, where I sort of figured out, oh yeah, like I like singing. Uh, and I, all my friends are telling me and getting really annoyed at me because I kept getting the solos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I was just a bit like, why is this happening? Uh, I might be good at it maybe. Um, <laughs> and uh, my parents are not musical. Well, you know, my they they would say they are. Like my dad played the oboe when he was younger, <laughs> and right. uh, my mum played uh, the guitar when she was younger and the flute. But they never, you know, they're, they're um, secondary school teachers, so they never did anything musical in their okay. lives. Um, but they were very encouraging, and they are big music lovers as well. So um, they sort of encouraged me and my older brother to take up like 
piano and guitar and um so that sort of I think was the start of the journey of it really um that and also just being surrounded by music constantly in house and Mm. just wanting to understand it but songwriting didn't come into play until maybe secondary school um and I was maybe 14 or something like that uh, and I sort of secretly would write a few songs and not really show anyone mm. and uh would make up stories never about myself because I found it a bit cringe <laughs> to um, <laughs> write anything about myself um but yeah and, and then uh end of secondary school was when I figured out that you know this is really what I want what I want to do like I fully understand it now I knew from a very young age that music is what I wanted to do but I think end of secondary was when I fully understood that songwriting is what I love to do and yeah mm. I think that's the the journey roughly <laughs> yeah I mean, at, at what point did you start you know after you started in secondary school writing these songs wh- when did you start I don't know feeling the confidence to go actually this is something that I I want other people to hear and this is something that I actually want to pursue as opposed to something that you were just kind of doing you know privately yeah interesting I'm I'm not 100% sure I think there's one song that comes into mind which is like the first song that I wrote that I can remember like actually sort of I think I posted it on SoundCloud when I was really young Mm. uh like as soon as I I did it so I was obviously confident enough to put it on there I think it was it was called Envy (laughs) and uh (laughs) it it was about Envy (laughs) um and I don't know what it was I think like I think it just naturally happened. I think something just clicked. Um, I think I probably felt that if I was going to do this, then others had to hear it. I was even so, I I wouldn't sing it to my parents. I wouldn't do any sort of music around anyone. Um, You know, my my parents would like say to my music teacher, like, how is she? Because we don't hear her singing at all. Like we don't hear anything. I was just way too insecure about it at home. Because you just think that your parents are going to be, you know, their ears going to be against the door, just listening. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it was probably just a moment where I was like, I've written this song. I don't feel terrible about it. Um, played, I did play it to my parents. And I think that was like the thing for me. Playing it to my parents meant that, okay, I can open up a bit more, try this out a bit more. They they sort of encouraged me to put it on somewhere like SoundCloud. And I actually used that song to like get into my like sixth form study music and stuff so you know uh I think it just happened naturally I don't think it was very a very conscious thing where I was like I can do this I think it's quite subconscious sure I mean you said that um when you started writing songs you were writing about you weren't writing about yourself you're either creating stories or characters is that something that you've carried through into the songwriting and the, and the songs that have made this EP or is that something that you were just doing kind of at the time as a, as an entry point into songwriting or is that how you like to, to, to tell stories through music? Um, I've definitely held on to it a bit. I think, mm. I think it's not so separate from me though. It's not like I'm going to completely make up this story and it's not going to mean anything to me because I've become the writer that has to, it has to mean something to me to be able to perform it and to be able to feel like it's meaningful. I feel like, a bit of a fraud if I was not writing stuff that was personal to me as a songwriter. That's just my personal view on how I write. But um, I think uh, one of the bands that I used to listen to from a young age was Founders of Wayne. I don't know if you know them, mm. but um, they had one hit song that everyone knows, yeah. which is Stacey's Mom. <laughs> but actually that whole album is like masterful. It, the songwriting in it is incredible. And their whole 
sort of thing is just these storylines that they create. And I don't know if it if it's personal experiences for them, I don't know, but I was really affected by their songwriting. And I think I've always latched onto that a bit. So if it's either like starting with a loose concept about me and then sort of, I don't know, uh, just making it into a broader sense of things. I don't know sometimes like writing isn't so black and white. It needs to be a bit more, you know, mm. I don't know, interesting. Like a story's always grasped me. So I think, um, that's yeah I've always latched onto that I think still from the very beginning mm. I and mean, who you said that when you were growing up there was always always music around who who was some of the artists that you would have been listening to at that point and, and who were the ones that maybe would have ended up being an influence on on, on your approach to writing um so fans of Wayne um uh Richard Hawley um who sort of was the first person where that I remember listening to and feeling moved by something. It was his like album Cole's Corner and it was the first song Cole's Corner. And I was like in the car when I was really young. Uh, I think we were on like a summer holiday or something. And I just remember like crying for the first time at like a young age, just being like, what, what is happening? Uh, so he's always stuck with me. Uh, the, there's also David Bowie, who's a big, influence that's sort of like my mum is obsessed with him so that came from my mum's side mm. um and there's also Sade everything but the girl as well um yeah and then there was also like my dad used to play a lot of jazz in the car he's a big jazz fan uh which is what I was into at the beginning when I first started writing actually I was interested in jazz really and that's all I was interested in uh but then there were sort of bits that creeped in from like the Fratellis or like the Zootons and these sort of like indie bands and also like Pulp I'm just like listing names here but you know they were the sort of groups that now I sort of feel like oh yeah they did make an impact on me when now listening to my music I can really hear that oh cool I mean with with the EP what what can you tell us about how how these five songs came together when did when did the first song from this EP start coming together and and how, when did you decide right these are going to be the five songs um and you know this is the shape that this EP is going to take uh i think the so the first song i actually wrote for the EP was the first song on the EP view from the bridge um and that came just from I'm not sure exactly when time wise but I remember writing it at home and I think I had been writing before then as well but nothing had felt like set in stone yet I was sort of writing and writing and writing and not really feeling like much had I don't know fallen into place yet I feel like there's a and I this is the it was the first time I was sort of writing for a body of work so I was not really sure how this was all gonna fall into place so as soon as I wrote view from the bridge that's when I knew oh this is like definitely going to open the EP um and it was I think the first time that I'd been 100% super honest and vulnerable in my writing um so I felt like it was just yeah very very easy to say that's the first one um and I wrote that at home by myself um and then the others sort of like, you know, I feel like it was a very chronological order in the track listing of it. Um, then it was like hide and seek uh, and provider and Salt Lake City all sort of happened at the same time. It was in the span of like two months. I think it was sort of January, February of 2021 um, before everything sort of happened. Um, and that was written in the studio um, really like really without 
any intentions you know I think that's the best way of writing is not it's just going into this small little world the studio I work in is in Tooting and it's this tiny little tiny tiny room there's no windows it's in a basement um you feel kind of shitty when you leave <laughs> it's like pretty like you're sweaty you're, you stink it's gross but there's something super intimate about it um and also just feeling like it's such an escapism you know going there and feeling like you're not bothered by any expectations, any opinions from anyone else. It's just writing just to write. Uh, and that those songs came out of that. And obviously the duet with Matt Maltese um, happened. And that was through Josh, um, uh, who sort of set us up really and just thought, you guys are going to work so well together. And he was right. We worked like super well and we're now super close friends, which is a really like lovely, lovely thing to experience so early on in the music industry. Um but yeah, and then the last song, Confessional, was like the longest one to write. That was the last song I wrote. And um, I had that line actually for a while. I had the sort of the beginning line for ages. And I just didn't I just didn't finish writing it for ages because I was sort of afraid of it a little bit. Mm. <laughs> uh, and then and then ended up writing it. Um, and it was the production of that song that took ages. Um, wasn't really sure how to make that come across as sincere as possible um but luckily we figured it out in the end (laughs) but that took a while I mean how do you you know you obviously mentioned going to that studio and doing writing there but do you tend to go there specifically to write or do you you know do you just write at home you know picking up a guitar or something first how do these how do the songs generally start to take shape from, from like the very formative stages for you um, I like to do both. I mean, I was so used to writing just at home before, like, um, getting into this whole, I don't know, music game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would, I wasn't obviously doing any sessions. I wasn't working in in studios. I was just working at home, writing from home. So that was really important. That stayed. That that was something that had to stay with me. Because um, also, I feel like I write so differently uh, at home compared to a studio. I think even though I know Josh so well and I can write in a studio better than I have before, it's still uh, just a bit of vulnerability that can't come through when you're with other people compared to writing completely by yourself. Um, so a lot of the songs sort of start off at home. Uh, I may come up with ideas or I may come up with like the first half of a song or maybe I've written a full song, you know, um, and then I'll bring them at the moment. I'll sort of bring them to the studio and um that's what I did for the, this EP. Um, View from the Bridge was obviously completely written at home and that's something I brought in, but the rest was sort of half written at home or um, Sonic City was completely written in the studio. So yeah, it's a bit of both, but I think the most important one for me is writing at home and just mm. writing with a guitar because that's what I'm sort of, that's what I'm used to. Mm. I mean, <laughs> what, what can you tell us about, um, about the producer, Josh, and how, and how you worked, you know, what, what was the kind of that partnership like, you know, cause it's always, I'm always fascinated to, to hear about how artists work with producers cause it can be such a different kind of working relationship depending on what an artist wants from a producer. What can you tell us about his role in, in the, uh, in the EP and how you worked, how you both worked together? Um, I mean, he was just like, um, a sort of aid, a supporter. He, he, um, I think our relationship progressed as we sort of got more into it. I think we first met in September of 2020 um, and we sort of immediately clicked. And that's when um, 
around that time, I was sort of doing sessions with a lot of different producers to f- try and find someone that I sort of click with because I don't like working with loads of people. I just want to find the one that I really work with. I'm quite a relationshipy person. So I just want to find that one person that totally understands what I want to do with my music and, and also invest in who I am and bond and build a friendship or something. So um, luckily I found like Josh and we immediately like had that sort of kinship. Um, and also it was the first time for me to sort of let go of control a bit because I'm quite a perfectionist and controller of yeah. my music. So it's quite hard on the production side of things to sort of like let go a bit and trust in someone else. Um, but with Josh, it was so easy. It's just like, you know, we did one song together and I immediately trusted him. He's so super collaborative. Um, in his, I think in, a lot in, in sessions, you, as the artist, you're sat at the back of the room on a sofa, the producers on, on their desk, on their laptop, back against you. There's no connection there whatsoever. And you're just sort of, they're doing their thing. You're doing your thing. If I just hated it, it felt so like, isolating um but with josh super collaborative um you know like he actually sits on the sofa with me that's a crazy thing to say (laughs) like it's such a small thing but you will like sit down and it's very collaborative um but yeah i think it's sort of i take the lead and um he follows that's how it sort of started our relationship uh and then it built into him being able to like give me suggestions on things, even on like how things could be written. He was very much challenging me in my songwriting and my opinions on the production of things as well. You know, if I didn't like something a hundred percent, then totally fine. You know, he wouldn't, he wouldn't go there. We try it. I'm definitely down for trying things, but he'd be like, Hey, you don't like it. That's cool. But I do uh, really, really love the fact that um, someone like Josh can challenge me um and make me feel a bit uncomfortable because I think that's the best place to be in when you're in a session is when you feel a bit uncomfortable yeah. <laughs> um but yeah and then we do like the production you know he's he was who was the producer of the EP but throughout the whole EP I was sitting right next to him throughout the whole production aspect of it I don't like not being there um when he's like working on one of my songs I like knowing every single thing <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's happening so it was a very collaborative um yeah project cool I mean you mentioned the uh, collaboration with uh, Matt Maltese um, and I know you're doing uh, some shows together um, mm. this year and you're also going out on the road with Tom O'Dell. Um, how much are you looking forward to to sort of getting out and, and performing these songs live um, on, on those two tours? Yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a new experience for me. Very, very different um, because support gigs are so weird. Because, you know, like no one's there to see you. Uh, but uh, the nice thing is no one calls it support anymore. We, you know, they, they sort of say special guest, which feels way more sort of, I don't know, inclusive. Nice, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's so much more nice. But um, yeah, I am really looking forward to it. Uh, I mean, Matt's one's going to be so nice because I'm really great friends with him. So it's just going to feel like I'm on a road trip with my mates. So it's going to be really, really, really nice. Um and actually performing it, you know, I've only performed this EP a few times live. I, you know, had maybe th- I've performed it three or four times and that's it. Um, and it's all stripped back. It's just me and my guitar, which is another sort of element, which is a bit scary, a bit daunting, especially with the Tom O'Dell support tour, because 
I'm in much bigger venues that I've ever been in before, you know, like somewhere like Brixton Academy, which is like the dream venue for me because I've grown up in Brixton and live in Brixton and Brixton Academy was like the venue that I saw my first gig at. And, you know, it's like a very momentous occasion. So for me to like play there as a support uh, when I've got just got one EP out, it's going to be, it's going to be a bit crazy. (laughs) Yeah. That, that'll be incredible. You know, having grown up and, and lived, you know, by that, I mean, you know, be a fantastic place to play anyway. But having that that yeah. connection, you know, it's brilliant. It's gonna be um, weird being on stage and not in the audience. Yes, no, no, I can imagine that'd be quite surreal. But um, yeah, no, it sounds like it'll be it'll be fantastic. Um, yeah, I'm sure it's gonna be great. Yeah, and <laughs> things goes well. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it will. Um, so, how? I mean, do you have anything else lined up this year? Are you planning on releasing any more EPs throughout the year? Is there an an album? You know, what can you tell us about the the rest of 2022? Um, well, I can say that I will be releasing something else, definitely. Mm. I just can't really say what yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm working on it at the moment, so that's exciting. I've sort of been working on it throughout um, the release of this first EP, which is also very strange because it's the first time I'm doing that as well. So your mind's on this first EP. It hasn't even come out yet. Well, now it is out and you're sort of working on something new. So it's a very weird dynamic. Um, now that it's out, like I said earlier, it just feels like this big weight of my shoulders. I can feel like I can write in a new way now. That's sort of over and done with, you know, um, although I'll be performing it loads, I can just sort of separate myself from that a bit. Yeah. Like on these new new songs. Um, and I'll be sort of like gigging more and I'll be doing my first festival in the summer, which will be really cool. I'm doing Transmit in Scotland, oh, cool. um, which will be really fun. Um, but yeah, that's sort of like the gist of this year. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Well, uh, it's been great talking to you. Thanks so much for, for taking some yeah, time to chat you. to us. And, um, you know, wish you all the best with the EP and with the shows. Um, it I'm sounds right. like it'll be great. Thank you. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.